I know. Now, now, midline. Break. Ready. Set. What those gunshots mean? Yes, sir. It's J and J every day. It's Jason. I mean, I'm oh. JC. <laughs> well, partner Jason. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so used to you starting what? off the shot. Trying to steal the thunder. I'm messing he up, said, man. Oh, Jason. Hey. I messed up the thunder, man. It's oh okay. lord, oh lord. But we back, man. We are back. Happy Friday. Good Friday to everybody. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we here to recap. I mean, mainly these uh. Games, NBA playoff games, Yo, yeah, man. before we get into the games, oh, though, okay, um, yeah, because I already know we're going to spend our whole time on NBA. Yeah. Um, This is um something that I predicted was going to happen a couple years ago when we brought up the idea of paying these players. And this is um something that has, I mean, well, it's it's not towards paying players. Um, COVID affected this, but... My school, well, not, not my school, but my mom's school and my parents' school, Iowa, Iowa City, um, they're cutting four programs uh, after 20, 20, um, 21 mm. academic year, men's gymnastics, men's and women's swimming and diving, wow. and men's tennis. Wow. And I think this is, um, of course, because of COVID, too, like, you know, they just want, you know, I guess less less contact and, you know, all that. And on top of that, um, NCAA and schools are looking towards to, you know, actually paying these players. And mm-hmm. when that comes on, you have to pay a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, almost equally because that would be, you know, against the law to pay. You know, the football team cannot be making way more than the swimming team in this instance type stuff. So if we're going to have players getting paid, some schools will not have a swimming team or a tennis team or something like that. Wow, you yeah, know, that's listen, I, I completely agree. I disagreed with you, I think, a while back when we were on the topic, but I've come around and I do agree with you. I, and I, I, to your point, I think schools, you know, well, that was Iowa, correct? Yeah. Schools like Iowa, you know, schools all across the country will start to do that as well um, due to COVID. Yeah. And, you know, due, due to having, the, you know, the discrepancy in the pay. Um, and just maybe not having enough money to. Hey, everybody in every sport. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so because definitely that, that was one of the issues that they brought up. It's like you can pay you can pay these athletes, but you can't pay can't pay the football team because you know the football team is definitely in almost every school what's bringing in all the money. You know what I'm saying, or if not most of the money. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? A good, maybe past eighty percent of the money is probably the football team or the basketball team, and um, you just can't have. You can't just be putting all the money towards the football team and not towards the swimming team. So, I thought this was gonna happen a year, a couple years ago, but I thought they were not gonna pay players to avoid this. But, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying, as as they should be. I, I believe players players should be getting play, paid, but this would be one of the problems with paying everybody. Yeah, yeah. Again, one of the problems with paying everybody is paying everybody. It's not there won't be enough money to go around. Um, I just think it's interesting now. You you know. Schools that do choose to keep those programs, you, you know, they'll have a an influx of students probably coming there just to play yeah. tennis or swimming or things of that nature. Definitely something we gotta keep an eye on. It's just interesting that the whole dynamic of the whole dynamic of college sports as we grew up with and as we know, 
is about to be no longer. You know, it, it is about or to be. Or out in the open. Because, you know, yeah. back in the day, they were just getting the cars and all that off the sneak stuff, you know. And everybody knew about it, but, you know, it was nobody was supposed to know about it. So, yeah. you know, everybody was got, got all the good cars and everything. They was paying players, but, you know, it's not out here no more. If that's what you were going at. Yeah, yeah, that too. And just the way the way things operate. Um, I mean, not every school is going to have a tennis program. Now, you know, swimming is going to yeah. be cut. Um, and I, I mean, growing up, I I could not foresee this. <laughs> Players are good on the verge of, you know, being paid uh, probably. I just, you know, we probably never thought that looking back at it when we were kids and growing yeah, up, that the honestly. way the college sports is constructed is going to be completely new. Yeah. It's going to be a player-driven uh a student-driven driven industry. Or, there might even be agents for these college players now. I think, listen, I, I really, because I well, think Well, it's going to be a year or two when it's officially. Yeah, but I, I think California was The amateurism, we're, we're trending away from them being amateurs into them being semi-pro athletes, semi-pro student athletes. Just what they are. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what sport you're playing, tennis, swimming, whatever, you are a semi-pro athlete. Um, and so I think you need to be compensated for. We we, we always compare it to um, to the music majors. We always compare it to the music majors. If I went to school and I was a elite violinist, guess what? When I'm not on stage, I can be doing Zoom calls or I can be tutoring JC or whatever. Uh, uh, you know, play the violin and I can be getting paid or that. There's no, I can go do a concert, get paid, pockets fat, living good. But when it comes to playing a sport, you can't do it. It doesn't make sense. It, it, it's it's backwards, and I think you know the playing field will be level very soon for for athletes of all kind across the board to be able to get money off of their craft. Man, this is ridiculous. How yeah, can't get money. So it's new era, new day. We're we're trending it, man. Twenty twenty and beyond. Um, and we're gonna get into the whole if college is gonna have a, a full season or not. In yeah. Episode and all that. Yeah. But, listen, it's we're almost in September. Yeah, it's I think Texas right. is scheduled to kick off. Yeah, like, we got like a month left. September twelfth or something like that. But we'll see. I don't believe it's gonna happen. You do believe it's yes, gonna sir. happen. Yes, we'll sir. Hey, listen, we'll, we just gonna believe. see. We'll, <laughs> well, yeah, we got to see. These colleges are bold, man. These bold and ruthless yeah. down south. We'll see. But it's easier to talk than to actually do. To do. Oh, for sure. For <laughs> it's easier sure. to talk. For but, sure. But uh, let's get into these NBA games. Yes, on sir. Wednesday. The Raptors went ahead and did what the Raptors do. They beat the Nets 104 to 99. It was a little closer game. Yeah, definitely was. The Nets put up a you know a better fight than they had in their previous game. But uh, again, not enough. And I think that's the way the the way the series is going, Trent. Man, even Just today they have um, fallen. One lost seven. Their game. Yep, yeah. this one was not as close. One seventeen to ninety two. And that's just the Raptors, man. Good, sound uh, defensive team. Like I've been saying for a year or two, maybe, man, I like the camaraderie on their team. Um, I like the way their team has been playing. Like, their team chemistry is just up there on the Raptors, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's nothing else I can say about it. It's their first 3-0 series lead in franchise history. We were just talking about franchise history? Franchise history. They've <laughs> never been up 3-0. Wow. But, um, man, we were just saying this uh, right before the show, man. Um, it's hard. You can't even bet on who would be the top scorer any other day, because it could be Pascal, it could be Kyle, it could be Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. Any other day, man. Serge could have a big day out of nowhere. Um, Gasol could have a big day out of nowhere. OJ, I don't know, but he's he's been missing here and there. You know what I'm saying? He got to show up a little bit more for me, but so hey, the rest a, of the team has been on point. 
Yeah, he has. You know, listen, again, four for seven today for him, eight points. He's a good three and D guy. I think they got they get out of him what they need. They need him energy. Yeah, but um, defense. I'm only rebounding. comparing this to before he got injured, man. It was a, oh, I liked sure, a little bit sure. more of his little spurts better. For sure. For sure. But I mean, hey, when he got injured, that was like last year. It was yeah, I think he ago. still he still might be finding his way in. And again, the emergence of Fred Van Vliet yeah. now, man. Uh, I mean, it's it's phenomenal that that backcourt right now is elite. An elite, I think I said it last time, it is an elite backcourt with Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. Both guys will defend you. Both guys on any given night are good for 20-plus. Um, it is a very good backcourt. Hopefully they can stay together. Um, Fred Van Vliet's uh, contract, is, they have to pay him this year. I mean, it's a great team, man. They should keep them together. I think it's a no-brainer if, if, if you're Toronto that, you know, if he wants to be there, I think it's a no-brainer that, you know, you, you pay him – uh, you know, accordingly. You know, don't don't do anything that's gonna put you in a hole or set you back. But I think you you know you don't you pay him. You don't try to lowball him because uh, I mean right now you're looking really good for an Eastern Conference Final. And yeah. it's gonna suck when their big men get all old because it's it's nearing that point, man. Gasol is very old, well not very old, but he's getting there. Um, Ibaka's mm-hmm. getting old he's as up well. There. Yes, he definitely is the up there. So, That'll be the only thing that will affect them in the future, but that's for that time. And I think they'll just, you know, they'll reload. As long as Masai Ujiri is there, I think they'll be okay. And speaking of Masai Ujiri, um, body cam footage has come out, and it it confirmed what we all knew, what the sensible humans in the world already knew, that he was not the aggressor, um, that the officer... Do you know what's so weird about that, man? Um... Pretty sure almost every black dude has probably gone through something like that. Yeah. Like, going somewhere you were supposed to go, and then there's, like, a cop or some white dude oh. that's like, no, you don't belong here, not, or a teacher or something. That's like, come on, man. I am I belong here, bro. And, bro, know. and it's him. He is a team. He's like one of the only team black president. team presidents, you know what I'm saying? His team literally had just won the championship. You know, you got all the credentials on you, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, in that moment, Still just a regular regular black guy. That's not even the word I want to say, but I'll, I'll leave it there. He's still, that's in the eyes of the officer. And No matter what you do, even if you are an officer, even if you got a million dollars, you're still a black man. And I believe that the, the, um, the police, you know, the police station, where was that? That was in, they won it in Golden State, I believe. Yeah. Did they, I think that they even doubled down after the video came out. Um, to say what? That and he, still, that he was assault. That, that the cop was assaulted, or that the, the, he was the aggressor. Even the Oakland police, you know, at first they said that he didn't even get pushed. They're now backpedaling and saying, yeah, he got pushed, but they still this trying is to the push regular the stuff from down. the cops, man. Thank God that the cops even had body cams on them now. It took Bro, them this long to this get long. it, and even then, even then, they still be denying body cam evidence. So. It, I mean, it's not surprising, bro. I mean, seeing a black guy on camera getting violated, this is not, this, this is not new to us, bro. And they're probably still going to get away with this. It's not oh, new. That, that's crazy. And, and, you know, he was. it's not like it's not like he was walking past the man, didn't have his credentials, y'all. You know, in the body, he's reaching for his credentials. You know, he's showing, come on, man. And you know who Masai Ujiri is. I officer, whatever your name is, you know who Masai Ujiri is. Hey, <laughs> okay? You are in the finals. You 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 know you're being paid to do security for the and that was a sheriff I man, believe it was a sheriff who was on security. Let's just dude. call it what it is, man. Racism. The sheriff man. didn't care enough to know what Messiah really looked like, man. 
It was racist. He probably man. seen one picture of the black president and was like, oh, y'all hired a black guy as a president? Cool. And forgot what he even looked like. He doesn't care. He probably doesn't care that he even pushed him. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. It's He's racist, shame. bro. It's yeah. clearly, it's a lot more racist. It's a lot of undercover racists out there. And to me, that's clear. If yeah. that was a white guy, he's not pushing them like that. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. Even that, if it was a, a white fan. He's not pushing them like pushing that. And that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. But I just thought I should touch on it. Raptors, Masai Ujiri, still on their way to a first-round sweep. Um, second round will be awaiting them. And they'll be well-rested. They'll be well-rested, you know, which is needed. You know, a lot of their guys were out. You know, with injuries, even though they had the four to five month break, more rest is never a bad thing, in my opinion. So, good win for them, man. Good win for them. Um, Utah went ahead and beat the Nuggets on Wednesday. Tied the series. Mitchell with 37 points after dropping 57. Jokic with 28 points and 11 rebounds. Great game, man. Um, I mean, what do you... In that game, what the Denver Nuggets right now cannot stop a nosebleed. Um, yeah, and it was hard, especially in that third quarter with uh, Donovan Mitchell just dropping 21 out of nowhere. 20 out of nowhere. Yeah, eight assists in that game. Great game, man. Uh, you, uh, Jordan Clarkson, 26 points to play off best. Mm-hmm. While Utah was shooting 51.7%. You just can't stop that. They probably won't do that again. So I got, I'll got i give Nuggets some credit there. See, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because what I'm about to read you, Nuggets have a lot of 11 straight games of 110 points. Back to the final game before stoppage against Dallas. Uh, the last time they did that, March 21st to April 21st, 1991. 16 games. So the last time they've given up this much points, you have to go back to 1991. Um, and right now they're giving up 43.4 points in the, uh, in the paint per game, 12.7 second chance points. You're giving a team that many offense, you know, that many offensive rebounds and that many chances. They got to rebound the ball better. More than that. Jokic and company letting, have to rebound the ball Utah better. Utah had 32 assists last night. 20, 23 pointers. Made 23 pointers. You, you just got to stop that, man. I'm, you got to get in the passing lanes. Listen, you got to defend the perimeter. 43.6% field goal percentage they're allowing. That's last currently. 49.4% from the field. That's second to last currently. And 123.5 points. That is last. These are all in the bubble stats right now. So, I mean, to your point, I don't see anything changing today. I think today will be a shootout. The difference is Dem- uh, Utah was able to 50, what, 50, to clamp up oh, on yeah. Denver. That and that's, too. yeah, that's the difference. Because if, if Utah comes out with that same defensive they intensity today. They did let Michael today, Porter Jr. slide by. They did, they points, did. Though. But if, if Utah that. can clamp up again today, I think it'll be a Utah 2-1 series lead. And I thought Denver had this in, I thought they had it in six. It'll be a Utah two one series lead because right now, I listen. I don't know. I don't know if Denver's gonna you know tighten up on defense. It hasn't been their motto. It hasn't been their forte uh, currently. So we'll that see. Game is gonna start soon. Yeah, we'll and see about how that goes. by the time y'all listen to this, the game will be over. So and we'll Mike Conley, out. Mike another and another big addition. Mike Conley is back. He's starting. I think it was huge for Utah to be able to split. You know, one one. Uh, with Mike Conley out, I think that was huge for them to be able to do that. So, listen, man, Denver, you got to tighten up on defense, or you're gonna be going down two one. Uh, 
uh, the Celtics went ahead and beat the 76ers 128-101. to yeah. uh, Tatum with his playoff career high, 33 points. Embiid with 34. Embiid, um, he just doesn't have any help, man. He did what you needed him to do, though. He didn't even hang out there at the three-point line. I know. He went smack in there, only attempted two threes. Yes, I loved it. But, but it, he has no help. 34 points, 10 rebounds. I mean, listen, Tobias Harris, man. You forget that he's even on the team. What? 13 points, 11 rebounds. And then they picked him 15. over Jimmy Butler? Yes, but I don't want to say that. Jimmy didn't want to be in Philadelphia uh, because Jimmy spoke on the way meetings were. He said oh, that yeah, you were going to meetings yeah. and no one would say something, come to the sideline, and Brett Brown is looking at them like, what are we doing? Well, you know, what are we doing, guys? So Jimmy wanted to get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. He said, nah. The Philly streets versus the South Beach Beach. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm gone. But Tobias Harris, you need more. You need more from him. Al Horford, 23 minutes, four points, two for three. You need more from him. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, last episode when I said that if Al Horford <laughs> would get the ball more in the paint, he should eat. He should be eating. I don't know what's wrong with him. He should be eating. If he's not eating, just take him out the game. I don't know why. Just, just take him out the game. He shouldn't even be playing in this joint. 23 minutes, two for three field goals. You should be in the paint. You should be be dominant. You're not doing nothing, bro. Two rebounds, just get out of the game. And we say that... 23 minutes, two rebounds. I'm sorry for cutting you off. And we, no, no, you're fine. Because we say that because when you look at who... You look at the Boston big men who are, who's defending them, they're... There's no formidable, you know, Daniel, Daniel Tyson. Tyson. That's love, what I was about to. I was about to be like, is Daniel Tyson their main big man? And it is. We uh, love, and I, and I love Daniel Tyson. I love the way he plays, but in reality, he's not somebody he's that not. should be. That should give Al Horford. Inez Cantor's good guy, man. Cool dude. Oh, he's barbecue chicken on you. You should not be getting. You should not. You should be cooking Inez Cantor every time you see that guy. Grant Williams, you know, a good young player. He's a rookie, but he's an undersized forward. He's about 6'8, 6'9. You know what I'm saying? So, what we're saying is if Philadelphia has any shot, and I don't believe they have any shot, even today. They need to get the ball in the paint even more than they did last game. This might be the only sweep we see, honestly. The way they're um, playing. I think this one's a sweep. I think Toronto's a sweep. Oh, no, I'm forgetting Toronto as well. My bad, y'all. But, yeah, this, this is the bad sweep, though. Like, yo, the 76ers, y'all not even – y'all not helping Embiid at all, bro. From what is worth, I mean, 40 points in the paint for for, for um the 76ers, yeah. man. That, that's not going to get it done. It's not. 40 of your 101 points came in the paint. That's not going to get it done at all. And to your point, I think, I think it's over. I think today – um, the game might be closed for a little while, like we saw last game. But as the game progresses... Joel can't do it by himself, man. Yes, they just have too much firepower coming on. You know, even without Gordon Hayward, too much firepower um, coming in from, from Boston. So, that game is tips off at, I believe, 6.30 on TNT. Too much firepower, man. Too much firepower. And uh, the last game we yeah, had, we had a boy. series tie. That... Oh, wait. I forgot. Look at you. Yeah. I put it on mute. I put it on mute. Wait, wait was that on Wednesday? Yeah, that was on Wednesday. That was on Wednesday. Who? Oh, the you Mavericks. Gave, oh, you gave it for the Mavericks. I was like, Whipping on the Clippers. Yeah, man. Let's go. The Mavericks <laughs> evened like, it up. <laughs> 127 to 114, my boy. The Mavericks <laughs> evened it up. Christos Porzingis did not get ejected this time, and he gave him 23 points, 7 for 13. In your face, um, Miller. Yes, sir. I'm just joking. That's Tim, my cousin. Ah, fan. Oh, man. <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr., 17 points. Luka Donix did what he did with 28. The real story is their bench. One, 
Boban Marjanovic. Woo. We love him. Hey, Shaq said, you rang? You rang? <laughs> you rang? You rang? That's a new nickname. You, you rang? And then Boban hit him with the, I love Boban, man. You rang? <laughs> and again, I think I spoke on it before. I don't know if a lot of people realize this about Boban. They probably are realizing it now. And all his stops in the league, you know, he's a, he's a likable guy. You know, funny guy. So we do think he's, you know, funny, gentle. He is incredibly skilled for his size. And he is a very, very, he's, he's very skilled for his size. He has an array of post moves that you don't even see. You know, you don't see a lot of guys in the league with the array of post moves he has. Um... He's good with his hands, and he's very nimble on his feet. 13 points, man, nine boards. Uh, I mean, gives him good minutes, six for eight from the field. Trey Burke, mm-hmm. Philly, did not use Trey Burke when they had him. And boy, oh boy, I, I bet you right now they wish they had a Trey Burke on their squad right now. 16 points, seven for 11 from the field, and Seth Curry. You know, listen, he's yeah. a Curry. He's a Curry. He's a Curry. So it, Even though he started off slow. He's a Curry. He didn't caught up. He's a Curry. So the bench play is what jumped out at me um, um, from this game for the Dallas Mavericks, the bench game. Yeah. When you um, flip to the other side. You beat me to it, man. Um, while Luka was out, man, because he had them foul trouble and all that, that's exactly when they pulled away, man. It was crazy, man. Um, he only played nine minutes in the second half, Luka. Yep. It's crazy. Nine second half minutes in the game. You know, it wasn't. When he sat, it wasn't like, oh, you know, the Clippers pulled in a little bit and they put no. When he sat, they had the, the game in off. hand. You know, it was it was firm. It was in hand. And so that that's huge for me. And on the other side, I mean, I don't have much to say except for playoff P was I mean, listen, he he showed up. Four that's, for seventeen, fourteen points, missed his first five shots. Two for ten from three. So and what there was no Patrick Beverly. What I what I want to see more from playoff. I'm saying from playoff. I'm not calling him that. Yeah. From Paul George. Stop calling him when I want to <laughs> see more. No, playoff P is a derogatory a name joke. when I say. It. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm calling him playoff P, it's not because he gave us a, a good playoff. Performance. It's a derogatory term. What I saw from Paul George. Um, he, I feel like he's deferring a little bit too much to Kawhi Leonard, because two for ten from three. Four for 17 total. I feel like Paul George has kind of reverted to a spot-up three-point shooter a lot of times on the Clippers Um You know, I kind of thought that, too. I kind Well, not this season. I thought the past few weeks. I don't know if it's because I've been watching him a little bit more, but the past few weeks, I feel like he's just been trying to be on some Dame Time stuff. Like He's just not not even really Dame Time. I just, I, me personally, I attribute it to him deferring a little bit too much to Kawhi Leonard. I get, you know, Kawhi, Kawhi is the alpha on that team, you feel me? He's Kawhi Leonard. This is his team. But I think Paul George needs to remember who he is as well. Yes, you're lethal from the three-point line. You are. But you're also lethal when you when you go ISO, when you post up a small defender, and when you attack the basket. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to be reverted to a spot-up three-point shooter. And I feel like that's what... 
that's when he's doing a little bit too much. Yeah, I like him more when he drives in the paint or, or gets like a little turnaround move because he hits them joints Thank all the you. time. Yes, a little like, mid range. You know, this is what I mean by he thinks he's on Dame time all the time. Like he really be pulling up from like it don't even have to be a deep three sometimes, but like the moment he be open or whatever, like a, a open shot, it'd be eighteen seconds on the shot. He will throw it up there and like and you I'm can like, Man, hit you those. Dominate inside. I mean, he exactly. can't. He hits them, but I mean, he but can attack inside. exact two for ten. I don't want to. Ten three point attempts for Paul George is too many in my opinion. That's that's too many. If you for only me, make it two, yeah. For me, that, that's too many. Now, if you got the hot hand that game, okay. But in a game like this, you didn't have the hot hand. What do we always want a player to do when they don't have a hot hand? We want you to attack the yeah, basket, either get layups or go to the foul line to get your rhythm going. Then you then that's when you start, you know, branching back out to the three point line. So Paul George, um, this is this is this is a terrible game. Lou Williams tried as you know. He tried to hold him up with 23 points on 8 for 13, but Kawhi's going to need some help. He's definitely going to need some help. Um, and, I, again, I attribute – I don't want to say I attribute the loss to that, but, I mean, let's – I think if Paul George hey, has a decent game, yeah. they, they probably win the game. Kawhi points and 10 rebounds. Yeah, I think if, if, if Paul George has a decent game, they win the game or it's closer. This one – it's on your shoulders, Paul George, so you got to step up, buddy. It's one-to-one tonight. Nine o'clock. It's the nightcap. We'll see. You know if and this is something else that I don't. I think I might have overlooked it. I don't know about you. Um, this is really like it's a new season. You know what I'm saying? And I, I heard it on. I forgot what what show it was or what, what program I was watching. And somebody said, "Well, why can't the Mavericks go all the way? Why can't?" And I'm and I sat back and I said, "You know me. I've been a they don't play defense, they don't close games type of team." But when you're sitting there and you're watching that last Clippers game, you know it's one, you know one game or whatever. They're they're deep. They got guys off the bench well, who can score. I won't score. take it that far as to go all the way, but to get a couple games in a series, why not? Like, I haven't been I haven't been one of the people that think the Mavericks should be getting swept or even by five games. They're a pretty good team, and Luka's uh, one of the top top five, if not top ten players in the league right now. Um, so yeah. Listen, but I don't feel like they're going to go all the I way. still have the Clippers winning. I have the Clippers winning this series in six or seven games now. I still have the Clippers winning. But I think that this Mavericks team, whoever they go up against, whether it's the Lakers, the Rockets, the Nuggets, the Jazz, I think they have the makeup, they have the build to beat any of those teams in a seven-game series. I'm not saying they will. Honestly, I feel like I feel like this might sound hilarious, but I feel like the Lakers will probably have more trouble messing with the Mavericks than they, than we do with the with the Blazers. With the Blazers, and, and you know what? I I'm not disagreeing. I I believe you would too because of what the Mavericks bring to the table. Because they have bigs and shooting. Exactly. <laughs> and listen again. This is our first go around with. Luca in the playoffs, you know. So we, you know, we don't, we're not. Our expectations and it was, and healthy, are not. Uh, his team was healthy. In exactly. The last, no, no, last year they didn't even make it. But mm-hmm. even last year, at the end of the year, they, I don't think they were healthy. We're not. You know, we don't know what to expect per se from playoff Luca because we've never seen it. But what I always have to keep reminding myself as I'm watching the Mavericks and as I'm wowed by the things that Luca's doing, I got to keep reminding myself. This kid, it's not like it's his second year in the league and he's just been through an NCAA tournament or two. No. It's his second year in the league, and these big stage moments that he's on right now in the NBA, 
He's been through country. exactly, and he's won an MVP doing it. So that's something I got to keep in the mind. I'm, listen, my tune is changing on this Friday, y'all. I'm, I'm listen, Clippers, you go down two one. Oh man, one two three Cancun, Patrick Beverly. You might be singing that song soon. That'd be cool to see. For but, real. Um, on Thursday, Miami Heat went ahead and handled business some more, one hundred nine to one hundred mm-hmm. against the Pacers. Uh, Robinson with 24 points, 7 to 8 from three pointers. Uh, this is another series that might go and five. Drogic, uh, 20 points, um, five. Um, either five or a sweep. I'm bringing out the brooms. <laughs> no, you said you said the other one was one of the only series you saw that could be a sweep. The um, oh, yeah, the Raptors right. and Nets, and right. I threw out the Celtics series might be a sweep. At first, and I this thought this series might be a sweep. I did not. I did not think that Vaughn was really a shell. He is. He's a turtle when he comes to the to the Heat. Bro. I mean, and I think he you just, just goes and hides. Listen, I don't understand. I think you got to give all the credit to Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I mean, he's just that type of defender. Um, TJ Warren doesn't want any parts of him. Yeah, no. TJ Warren of, was on a tour of the whole bubble, he eight was, games. He was, he was having he fun. Ran into the, he ran into the 50 heat. 50 point games, 40 point games. Ran into the heat before the playoffs, stopped, and now in the playoffs. And can I get some gunshots, please, for my next guy? I gave y'all a stat. <laughs> I gave y'all a stat about this kid, Duncan Robinson, Duncan. and the threes he hit before. Seven, four, eight. <laughs> and he only shot eight shots, all threes, 24 points. More so, he's showing us, he's showing me now that he's not just a spot-up shooter either, catch and shoot. Because at least one of them shots was off, of, you know, off the dribble pull-up three. And that's not something that he usually does. Once he gets that down pat and he's putting the ball on the floor and going into threes, watch out, League. This kid, Duncan Robinson, is the real deal. As well as Tyler Harrell, he didn't have a great shooting night. But, again, 15 points on 4 for 14. They, again, Jimmy Buckets is just surrounded by shooters down there in Miami. And a Bam out of bio for what it's worth, only seven points. Don't don't read into the points. He didn't score his first point until, I believe, like late into the third quarter or something like that. Everything else this man does to impact the game is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Five rebounds, four assists, two steals, one block. He just stats the, he, he stuffs the stat sheet. Man, they held every the Pacers to 100 points, man. Miami being the defensive team they've been all mm-hmm. year and not stopping. Victor Oladipo, man, he chipped in 22 points for the Pacers, but again, it wasn't enough. TJ won 14 points on seven for 15. More importantly, 0 for 5 from the three-point line. That just lets you know that Jimmy Buckets was on his, you know, on his hip pocket the whole entire game, not letting him get away with anything, man. Not letting him get away with anything. Oh, man. And then Houston Rockets took down OKC, 111 to 98. Yes, sir. Um, Business as usual, as you say. Yes, sir. Well, it, it wasn't, actually. It was an unorthodox game. Oh, yeah. And Harden and Eric Gordon had... Uh, yeah. Not good games. <laughs> and that and that's it. This that's why I was so encouraged. Um the you know, Shy Gilji, bounce back game for him. Bounce back game. Thirty one points. Um on nine for seventeen shootings. He had he had a really good game. Chris Paul again struggled. Six for fifteen, eight points, only two assists. Um I, that's rare for Chris for, you know, Chris Paul Definitely. a Chris Paul led team. Um but again, it, it's more so on the Rockets side for me. Again, James Harden, 21 points, 5 for 16 from the field, 2 for 11. Again, this Rockets team and the defense that they're able to play right now, um, that's where I'm hanging my hat on. You hold the uh, 
you're able to hold OKC. OKC has a 30-point, 30-point um, first quarter, and after that, you hold them to 68 points for the whole game. More importantly, we spoke about the run. You know that that um, that Dallas was able to go on with Luka on the bench. The way that uh, that the Rockets were able to play defense and the way they held together when James Harden sat for those 12 minutes were phenomenal. Um, and I, I really think, again, there's no, there was no rust out there to angle that second unit. And I, when I, I'm being so serious when I'm saying I, they have not played defense like this the whole season. Nobody can tell me that they've seen this Rockets team play defense like they are right now without Russell Westbrook. Right now, the defense they're playing, if they can play this defense when Russ comes back, I think they, they, you know, they can beat anybody with the small I was thinking ball. about this the other day, man. I don't know if, um, if this is dumb or not, but do you think you guys play better without Russ? Um, no, okay. definitely not. Um, definitely not. I think that uh, the shot selection sometimes might be a little better because you know, that, that's what you know, I'm yeah, yeah. Um, no, you know, sometimes Russ will go a yeah. little, you know, a little errant. And you guys might waste about eight to ten possessions. Sometimes on those dumb you shots. might get a little errant, but to win a title. To have a chance at winning a title this season, what I what I documented was great. There is no shot at winning a title without Russell Westbrook this season. Because um, he gives you 20 points in his sleep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He gives you 20, six and rebounds, rebounds, five assists. And I spoke about how the defense was phenomenal. He's the de facto, you know, center or power forward kind of um, guy because of the way he's built and the Definitely. way he scraps down low. So to have a chance against the likes of Anthony Davis and Braun, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, Slow down. or or you know anybody of that nature, you without Russ, this is this is the four game sweep against the Lakers. It's it's easy. I mean, even um, with Russ. Is- we went back and forth yesterday. Man, we, we gonna, gonna get man, to we your gonna get to your Lakers. But what I told what I told him yesterday, I was I was being I was being petty. I was being petty because they got the win. But I, you know, listen, I had a resort to my raise your hand if your team hasn't lost a game in the playoffs. Yes, <laughs> I had to go to that. But, I hope yeah, I hope OKC but like, sneak one. <laughs> but like I said, I'm not. Listen, it was a good win. But like I said yesterday, all we did was quote unquote. Hold home court. You know what? Obviously, there's no home court. We won the first two games. They're at home, so that what yeah, what this, happened this, was this expected. Had, this uh, this year has a different feel to it. Like, like man, it's kind of like all right. I would be more worried if I was a Lakers fan and we lost one the first game at home. That is like all right. When you're at real home, like in real, like it's regular mm-hmm. playoff joints, and you lose at home, you're like, whoa, now you just missed one of the two easy joints. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And this it's just kind of hard. Like, you know, all right, well, Milwaukee, we probably wouldn't be worried with it that much. All right, but now look at the Clippers side. If the Clippers had to go back the to Clippers Dallas. side, if, if, if the Rockets would have dropped yesterday going to OKC 1-1, you're sitting there like, whoa, the Lakers tied 1-1, now going to Portland, even the sat there even like, Even the Heat being up 2-0. It you're wouldn't going be into no the field, game, yeah, yeah, you're going into Indiana. So it's the, the, the atmosphere is different. But I even, with, even without the home court, even without that, these playoffs have still, to me, hasn't taken anything away from I feel the like they've been adding to it. Yes, like it's, it's because to now, it. now there's now there, there's no home court advantage. So right now it's really who who who's better. Yeah, because in my you know eyes, bro, in my eyes, look, home court advantage, Bucks, Lakers, and Clippers, we're 2-0 right now, bro. Straight up, man. It, it's, it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, like yo, uh, like it's with, just, 
with yeah, the home court event now without the home court advantage when you know, when you're going on a run, the crowd's not there to propel yeah. your team, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yesterday, Rockets, fifteen to two run to start the fourth quarter. James Harden was on the bench. But there's no there's no crowd propelling that. So now you're not sitting there like, okay, are they feeding off the momentum of the crowd? No. That's just even in the first game that's just when down James hard, Harden was knocking defense, down threes bro. and he was doing his little hand signals to the there's crowd. No there's crowd. no crowd. Exactly. <laughs> like it's just I don't know. I like it better. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Like the the magic could get a win, you know what I'm saying? And I then like now we better, really have bro. to be looking at the Blazers Lakers series like Hey, the Blazers might get another one in because it's, it's really however you wake up that day. That and however you play. So I like it. But on the Rockets side, listen, I love it. You hold a team to under um, under 20 points oh. twice. Well, in the second half, they had 20 points and 19 points. Oh, yeah, that's a win. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. You can win the game because it doesn't matter how James Harden is shooting if you can clamp up on defense. So I love it. Got to handle game three. Uh, speaking of um, Milwaukee Bucks, they tied it up against the Magic, one eleven and ninety six. Giannis with twenty eight points and twenty rebounds. Connaughton with fifteen points and ten rebounds. Are you ready for a Mister Pessimistic over here? What's it, what's you I ain't like it. <laughs> it was a good win, but I ain't like it. Allow me to tell you why. Mm. Two points. Three point shooting. Nope. Two points. Uh. Two points. Chris Middleton. Two points. Yeah. That's all I care about. I don't care about the win. The win is a good win. I'm not focused on this Magic series. This is two straight games now from Chris Middleton where he has – I expect him to get it going in the third and fourth games because he's Chris Middleton, you know what I'm saying? But if he doesn't start to get it going and start to be consistent, the Bucks are going home in the second round. And that, that, that that's just that. It was a good win. I, I can't really give him credit for the win because – it, it, I mean, they should have won. I mean, what it, you, you did what you were supposed to do. Like, exactly. They don't have Michael Carter-Williams, Aaron Gordon, or Jonathan Isaac. So Even with them, they should You should Exactly. But my main thing is two points. <laughs> One for eight shooting, 0 for four from three. I mean, and I know I know points aren't – but he has to get it going. He's supposed to be – Points aren't everything, Robinson but you only had Batman. rebounds and uh, six assists. That's and cool. And that's cool, but – But four turnovers, that kind of negates some of that. And it, no free throw attempts. You're not getting to the paint. And against, you it's know – enough. Dude, against in the second round, that that's not going to fly. You're supposed to be the Robin to answer the Kumbo's Batman. They're paying you buku dollars. He it only go it, like thirty three million next year thirty five thirty six four like his salary is, is about to go crazy, and this is what you're giving him in the playoffs right now. He has to do better, man. He has to do better. Next game we got, man. The Lakers tied this series one eleven to eighty eight. Yes, sir. Them. It was not as close as the final score indicated. Just know that. Shoot, that's around thirty points. That's not close at all. That's not around thirty points. But yeah, that's why I say it was. Listen, this game, if the final he score was up was by one thirty of, around there, if the final <laughs> score said one eleven to fifty. It would have give you an indication that the way the game went. Yeah, we smacked them the whole not game. Close. Damian Lillard uh, dislocated his left. One of his fingers on his left hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he's playing anyway. Anthony Davis, 31 points, 11 rebounds. Yep, it's solidified. He's good to go. Scary Tots, Scary Stott said. Uh, I'm just joking and all, but, you know, KCP, I wish he didn't make all them shots. I'd rather him be on the bench. I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> nah, listen. <laughs> but he woke up, man. I'd rather Danny Green wake up, but, hey, KCP, he woke up. 
I hope you're still around. I hope you're still around next game, but I doubt this. He does this a lot, bro. He but, he wakes up for a, a one game out of two months. What I think was good for y'all was the blowout and the fact that when you see everybody who played and was able to, you know, get shots in, I think that's real good for y'all. So game three, now, you know, if you plug J.R. Smith in, he's not cold, you feel me? He's had game action. He had 11, you feel me? Deion Waiters, he had game action. Caruso again. Not you know not spectacular, but yeah, here hey, there. I don't ever doubt my man Caruso. I <laughs> listen, the main guy. I'm the I, I can't. I still can't. Danny Green, Danny Green, Green man. Yeah. I, uh, right now he he hasn't had. And again, I read you that stat the other day, going back from the 2017 playoffs. Right now to now, he's shooting about 31 percent, 32 percent from the from the three point line, and he doesn't defend the way he used to defend. So if he's not hitting threes, I really really think. They gotta, they gotta, you know, think of a switch maybe in the starting lineup with a Deion Waiters or somebody. Cause Deion, he can create. He's not a defender, but he can create. You know what I'm saying? And AD, listen, that's what we need. That's what, that's what Lakers fans need from mm -hmm. you. Twenty-one eight in the first half, I think. But more so than forget the box score. When you watch the game, he was a man amongst boys. You know what I'm saying? Like he he was a man amongst boys when you watch when you watched the game last night. That's exactly what they need. Braun, ten points. Because AD was the dominant superstar, y'all needed him to be. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that, man. And the uh, the points that he did score was smacking the paint on Gary Trent Jr. I yes, love that. sir. Exa exactly. He wasn't out there. He was 0 for three from the three point line. But he was, you know, he wasn't hanging out there too much. When he had barbecue chicken on the grill, he flame boiled that thing and and took advantage like he should. So game three, the ball is back in your court, Portland. And what I just talked about holding the team to to 20 points or less, we did it twice. Well, damn, y'all did it three times, 19, 20, then 19 again. You know what I'm saying? So when you play defense like that, it's game over. And I don't know if you noticed it. I did. What the Lakers did last night, when CJ and Dan got the ball, they didn't allow those two guards to, you know, come off a pick and then go ISO with the switch. They doubled every single time and either made them A, play in traffic, you know, take up a contested three, or give the ball up. That and that, you know, that's phenomenal. I think if the Lakers come out with that blueprint again, um, it'll, they'll be, the Blazers will be forced to, you know, come up with something to combat that. Because as well, the great run that they have been on, let's not mistake it, you know, other players have played well, but it's it's been the majority of Damian Lillard. You know what I'm saying? Who's been carrying that load? If you can keep him to an 18, 20 point game, what are the others going to do? We haven't seen that in about six, seven games. He's averaging 40. So the others literally just got to make a shot here or there. You know, Melo just got to make one or two shots. Gary Trent just got to make a shot here or there. But now if he's being held to 20, 23, 25 points, now the others really got to wake up and give them something. And so also, we'll see. another big thing the Lakers did, um, which I I wasn't against, but I didn't know it was gonna work. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more towards you know the Clippers. This wouldn't work well. But Anthony Davis at the five, the way we're quick like that, it might even work against the Clippers. I'm no coach, you know what I'm saying? So clearly he knows what he's doing over there, Frank Vogel. But um, 
the the moments where we had Anthony Davis at the five, man, for some they couldn't they couldn't I handle think, it. And I think Period. that does work against the Clippers. And honestly, the whole I think that works. Period. I I prefer to see Anthony Davis at the five because I think he can take advantage of his matchup better. Whoever it is at the five, whether it's Zubac, I think that I'd rather AD be going up against a Zubac than than Harrow or whoever starting at the four. You know, fours are usually a little bit quicker, a little bit more nimble. I think when AD is matched up against a center. I really it's, it's barbecue chicken, you know what I'm saying? And then now you're inserting Kuzma, or you know now there's more shooting, like you said. Now you're quicker on the floor as well. So, but like you said, sometimes you know they need him at the four, so that you know the big guys pairing with uh, Dwight or somebody. So we'll see. I'm listen one to one is real. Listen, I picked Portland to go up 2-0. They didn't go up 2-0. I think the series is uh, is is. I think we got a six one on our hands. I think the Lakers go up. Uh, uh, I think they go up three to one, and then the Blazers squeak one out, and then they end at four two. That's my prediction. Mm, I believe this is a five game sweep, but this, I mean, five game gentleman sweep. Mm-hmm. But this is a I'm, a I'm a Lakers fan, so it doesn't really apply to me, man. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, the Raptors won their game 117 uh, to 92 against the Nets. Siakam with 26 points. Fred Van Vliet with 22. 6 for 10 from 3. Greatness. And currently, listen, Michael Conley Jr. is back. We just told y'all about, you know, the lack of defense that the Nuggets are playing. Right now, you. Excuse me. Utah's up 25 to, uh, to 14 after the first quarter currently. Uh-huh. Um, so it's it's not boding well right now for for the Denver Nuggets at all. Mm-hmm. It is not looking well for the Denver Nuggets. Michael Conley Jr. first stand back has played five minutes. Um, he has three points, uh, one for one from the three point line. But uh, currently, man, it's, it's not looking good. Rudy Gobert is having his way right now. Uh, he already got well points, back. eight rebounds. He is having his way with Jokic. Remember, I betted on his double-double. Yep, he is having done. his way with Jokic. 12-8. and eight. We'll keep you updated. Well, we won't, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next game, we got, as you mentioned before, the Celtics are playing the 76ers at 630. Mm-hmm. Uh, who you got? I got the Celtics, sadly. Yeah, I got the Celtics going up 3-0. 3-0. Clippers versus Mavericks tonight. Who you got? I got the Clippers. Woo! I might put money on the Mavericks. Just $5, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> Give my little underdog money in there. Um, it's that J&J every day, it's man. It's J&J every day. About to go watch these games. Yeah, shout out to you guys, man. We appreciate everybody listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music. Apple Music. Subscribe on YouTube, please. Yes, sir. Hit that subscribe button, baby. And we love you guys. Hey, buy some sweaters, too. Yes, sir. Get Even these though they about to run out. They about to run out. They you got 18 left. But you better hurry up <laughs> for the wintertime come up yeah. and that price jump. We out. All right.